He's Christian. He's Jimmer. This is two PTs and a bag of chips. Today... Long distance. Oh, yes, this is long distance. This is a special half Colorado, half Michigan episode. We've sent Jimmer away for a very valuable assessment in Michigan. Right. Right, local... A local taste test. Oh, yeah. So is it a local taste test? Oh, I think so. I'm local. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But today we're going to discuss wrist pain, and then we are going to review the Kettle Honey Dijon compliments of Don Obendorf. Don is going to be so excited. We finally doing his chip. It did take us quite some time. We have a bit of a backlog on chips, which is good, I think. <laughs> we, we, we do have a, a cupboard full of chips that soon need to be eaten. Have you checked on their expiration dates? I have not, to be honest with you. We may need to look at that and, and decide. We should probably check that out. Maybe in a couple of weeks we'll fig- we'll get that figured out. That's something to put on the on the front burner. Wrist yes. pain. Wrist pain. All sorts of wrist pain. The most common one we probably see would be wrist fractures, and we'll get more into that later. Uh, the other one we see pretty often will be uh, De Quervin's tenosynovitis, which is maybe one of the funnest ones to talk about. Or just to say, it's, it's one of my it's one of my favorites to try to spell too. When you oh type in the notes. There's a lot of Q's and V's and misplaced <laughs> like vowels. It's all over the place. It's wild. Yeah. De De which is of course named for Mister De Quervains. or Deker Who was a uh, wrist expert from France. Which is how most of these wrist topics will actually go. A lot of French names, a lot of Italian names. I wonder why that was. I mean, there must have been a lot of wrist injuries in France and Spain and Italy. Probably falling off a horse or something would be my guess. But who knows? <laughs> a, lot, a lot of three musketeering going on. I mean, that's where the you know the famous foot fractures come from, too. Guys getting their feet caught in the horse list. stirrups and those sort of things. Yeah, that's right. The list frank fractures. and yeah. That's right. Anyway, back to the wrist. Well, other common ones are going to be carpal tunnel. We'll see a fair amount of that. Arthritis is a huge one. Overuse is a really, really big one. And then trauma, sports trauma, is pretty common at our clinic. Guys jamming their hands, playing football or basketball, lacrosse, guys and girls. Uh, Soccer goalies get some stuff from time to volleyball. Volleyball, yep, missing blocks or making blocks. But DeQuervin's tenosynovitis, just to follow up on that, is going to be... We see it most often with new parents, so... Moms, mostly. Dads, every once in a while. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a guy who got a new puppy, and he gave himself Dequervin's tenosynovitis. And this is basically pain kind of at the base of your thumb, and it hurts when you do wrist deviation, specifically radial deviation, which is movement of your hand towards your thumb side. Um, so that's kind of funny well, to there's see. A, and to stay with the, uh, with the wrist action, the, the test for the Quervaine has a fantastic name, right? The Finkelstein? Yes, again, another famous... That guy's <laughs> probably German, though, or something. Yeah. You would think so. He, yeah. was treating, he was treating French archers. Oh, was that it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, so there you you take your thumb, you wrap the rest of your fingers around it, and then you turn your hand away from your thumb, so ulnar deviation. Uh, if that hurts a yeah. lot, you've got a pretty good shot at De Quervin's tenosynovitis. Which is, uh, and it's pretty distinct. I mean, it's yeah. it's something that if it's positive, it's positive. People will tell you. Yeah, you'll know right away. Again, it's basically tendonitis of your of your thumb extensors, muscles that extend your thumb. 
So pretty fun. Pretty resolves yeah. relatively quickly if you're not constantly lifting your baby or, or taking care of something that's a repetitive motion. If you can minimize that repetitive motion, you will certainly have much more comfort very quickly. Yeah, generally speaking, it's something that responds well to immobilizing, right? So yeah. it responds well to either taping or putting you in a thumb spike uh, just to immobilize that thumb mobility. Yeah, and that's usually pretty pretty short. Uh, a couple of weeks is pretty much enough most of the time, unless it's really a bad cat case, but that's, that's pretty rare, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those cases where you can look really good. Diagnose yeah. it, treat it, two, three weeks, and they're back to, um, back mm. to holding puppies. Yeah, holding puppies. Uh, carpal tunnel is kind of the famous wrist injury sort of thing, which is, in a lot of cases, not always related to the wrist. You get the double crush, which we've talked about on other shows before. So something's either going on at your neck or in your elbow, and then a little bit more at your wrist, and that causes numbness and sensation loss in the hand and pain, that sort of fun stuff, the classic carpal tunnel syndromes. Yeah, it's an, it's an easy one to misdiagnose because as soon as you start having symptoms in your hands, that's what people look at. Yeah. And most of the time with carpal tunnel, I, I mean, I tend to, to treat the neck and then also treat the elbow or wrist or, or whatever's bothered in that whole sequence from the neck down to the hand kind of thing. And, and those do tr- traditionally and, pretty well, too. Yeah, and they, they generally speak and respond really well, too, especially if you start treating the neck, but to gentle neural mobilization. So any kind of nerve stretches, neural glide stretches, yep. um, they, they, they tend to do really well. Yep. Surgery... We see it post-surgery fairly often. That's more of uh, just get people some home exercises, one or two visits. The surgery is out there and pretty common, whatever you want to say about it's, that. Yeah, well, if properly diagnosed, the surgery tends to be very successful. Yeah. The, the, the cases where it isn't, it usually means that it wasn't a true carpal tunnel to begin with. Yeah. Um, and the carpal tunnel is, as everyone knows, just if you look at your hand, it's that kind of bottom chunk of your hand, the first inch or so, kind of right at the wrist. That's that's your carpal tunnel right there. So what you get is the median nerve runs right through there, which is going to innervate a large chunk of your hand. So that's what you're seeing with that one. With us, I'd say arthritis, overuse, trauma are, are the biggest ones we see, and then a little bit of fractures. But the fractures are probably more common, and then injury or continued discomfort post-fracture is probably what we see a bit more of too as well. Yeah, and I think the biggest struggle that you run into with fractures, especially if they're fixations, so open reduction internal fixations, where you end up with a plate and screws and, and a pin, you end up losing some mobility. It, it, it's pretty tough to regain full ulnar radial deviation or prolonged supination after, um, after an LRIF type surgery yeah um so that's usually that's usually where pt comes into place right and that could be done by either a hand therapist or a physical therapist you know main focus is on restore restoring mobility a hand therapy is a very small subset of of physical therapists and as well as occupational therapists in colorado not that many you know in the teens at, at a high level of actual certified hand therapists and most of the hand surgeons try to send people to to those individuals because of their high skill level so we see yeah and they, less hands and they tend stuff. to be associated yeah they tend to be associated with uh, with the hand surgery uh, um, groups yeah there, there are some cases where they're they're definitely better outfitted 
to, uh, treat, to treat certain specific injuries. But in general, I think if you, if you find a therapist that is, uh, that is skilled at mobilization and assessments, you will be able to take care of most of your wrist and forearm injuries. I think so as well. We're probably never going to talk about any hand, actual hand finger related injuries on the show. So if you're looking forward to that, you're going to have to definitely give us a special <laughs> direct message or some kind. But yeah. a, a request of some sort. I think the risk is as, uh, as high or as low as we're going to go. I think that's about the uh, the end of the arm that, that we'll cover on this <laughs> this particular forum. Yeah, that's right. Two important fractures to talk about. The Coley's fracture, which is a distal radius fracture, which is kind of the end, again, kind of right near your thumb, uh, which is probably the most common fracture of, of the wrist that you'll see. This happens when you fall basically either forward onto your hand or sometimes backwards onto your hand. And sometimes it's a reverse Coley's fracture, which means the direction of the fracture is the opposite direction. But that's more, you'd know yeah, right some, away. What, you'll know right away if you did either of What those. happens? What happens there is a fractured or a displacement, right? So you yeah. have a piece of the radius that is, that is setting out. It usually happens when you're falling um, on an outstretched hand. So if you get some weight going on your hand and your hand is cocked backwards, you land on it. Um, so it, it not only does it break, but it also displaces, which is why it usually requires surgery, correct? Most More often than not, with the reverse Coley's, you'll see some surgery. The traditional Coley's, it's, I don't know, is it 50-50 maybe? surgery versus non-surgery probably it, it yep. depends uh, and the biggest thing to watch out for with this is also a fracture of the scaphoid so the scaphoid is uh, one of your wrist bones this is when this f fractures it needs to be immobilized almost no matter what because you can get necrosis of that which is bone dying and that's a really big issue so that's one we always test for for any wrist that comes in i always check the scaphoid and that's actually a pretty easy test to do you'll uh, yeah that's something that most most hand surgeons and specialists will keep an eye out on as well. Oh, absolutely. And so if you need to check that yourself, you'll look at your thumb. There'll be two tendons sticking up. If you stick your other thumb kind of between those two tendons and push down, that's called the anatomical snuff box right there. And that's basically what you're looking at for, for the scaphoid location. If that's incredibly tender, definitely go to the, go to the hospital or go see your doctor and, and make sure you don't mess around with that kind of thing because that could be problematic. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, if you end up with a vascular necrosis, that usually ends up ending in having that bone removed. And then they replace it with some balled-up tendon or, or some other tendinous medium that they'll grow in a lab somewhere for you. Yeah, some leftover chicken bones. Yeah, something pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about wrist-wise, and then we'll get into the, the trivia, is the Amsterdam wrist rules. And it's pretty obvious why I'm going to talk about that one. Absolutely. So uh, it's actually pretty good. It's got a sensitivity of 98%, which is really high. It'll it'll find what it's looking for. It's also got a negative predictive value of 90%. So if, if these aren't positive, that means it pretty much rules out a fracture, which is kind of cool. Basically, what you're looking at here is increased age, male sex, swelling of the wrist, swelling of the anatomical snuff box, which is what we just talked about, any kind of visible deformation, distal radiation, radius tenderness and, and pain with radial deviation. So if those are all positive, which is seven things, which is kind of a lot, you more than likely have a fracture of your of your distal radius or a Coley's fracture. So those are kind of fun and interesting. Plus I get to say Amsterdam, which is always cool. That's always that's always a plus. Yeah. That kind of covers the extent of the wrist stuff that we'll we'll talk about. Get some chronic regional pain we'll see every once in a while, but that's a whole nother story altogether. That doesn't really apply, I don't think, to this. Trivia nope. time. I think we covered it. Yep. Trivia is a good one this week. 
Last week's trivia, what is the name of the very first Imperial Fabergé egg? Which was actually guessed correctly by my brother Jamie, which I'm pretty impressed with. The answer is... That was pretty impressive. Yeah, the hen egg. That's an egg that looks very much like an egg on the outside. It's a white, and then inside is gold with a with a yolk that's all gold as well. And inside the yolk is an egg, and then the rest of the parts have gone missing. But the hen egg is the answer. This week... Originally from Quebec, what food comes from the French slang word for a mess? And it is a mess, and so delicious. So delicious. Very, very delicious. High on our top list of food items. Yes, the French slang word for a mess. Delicious. Chip time. Excellent. Chip chip time. I'm opening my my personal baggie. My, My... Chip to air ratio is is uh, is not very impressive, but that's because I handpicked some chips and put them in a plastic Ziploc bag. So the 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 big bag size, eight eight point five ounce bag, is going to come in at a sixty percent chip to air ratio, which is actually pretty astonishing. This is a yeah, it was this, pretty good. This is a full bag here. Uh, we're doing the kettle honey Dijon again. Compliments of Mr. Obendorf. Thank you very much, Don. We really appreciate it. All righty. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a head start here. Yep. Down match. Yeah, you get mustard oh. right up front there. Not, not super sweet. No, there's a little sweet. Not, not honey sweet. These are the kettle brand, and their chips are always solid. Yeah. This is the regular yep, cut. Good crunch. Good solid chip. Yep. Yep. I'm being laughed at here by uh, by one of my, my listeners. Uh-oh. We got a studio audience. So he's making fun of us. I know. I like it. I love these chips. It's a good chip. Honey Dijon tastes right. You have a bite. Yeah. Yep. They're classic. Good flavor. Good taste. Good crunch. Yep. Can't go wrong with these. No, this is a. I'm. Uh, I'm going to go two thumbs. I'm also going to go two thumbs. This is definitely a chip that you can eat many of, and and will go well with a sandwich, a, a beer by itself. I mean, you really got the whole gambit covered on these. Good chip. Here. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I would eat some more, but I lost my bag. Greg's eating the rest of them. Oh, well, good. Thank you, Greg. He's re- he's ready for some pinwheels. He is. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for right, listening man. today. Next week, we're going to go over hamstring injury. We're also going to review the IKEA chip, which is the patis chip saltad. I don't know how to say it, but I'm guessing that's salted potato chip. It's not, it, it sounds good. And that's coming from Aiden. The youngest of the Osmonds, so that's pretty exciting. Shout out to young Mr. Aiden. If you like the show oh, today, wait, we have to do a we have to do a quick belated shout out, birthday shout out to uh, to Christian's um, oldest child, Mr. Yeah. Garrett. Yes, he, uh, he turned five last week. He did, so he's five years old. He's pretty excited about that. He just likes gifts a lot. Fan- gifts. Fantastic! It's it's hot. That's the best age when you're five <laughs> to be five. <laughs> to be five again. Oh, to be five again. Well, if you like the show today, please tell a friend, follow us, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're looking for information about this topic, follow us on Instagram and Twitter for sure throughout the week. For more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. I'm Christian. He's Jimmer. Thanks for listening.